Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, February 13. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me as he does each and every Tuesday morning is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. Good morning, Kat. What a big weekend of racing we had down in Melbourne to kick things off with just uh, quickly reviewing the Temley and the Zoom Tops. Uh, Val Policella, the Queenslander, she was way too good in the staying feature of the night. She was, posied up in a nice position early and, and uh, well, I thought the race was in her keeping when that happened, but uh, Zohar Bale did pull a lot of ground off her in the finish, but two Group 1s in the space of, uh, what, eight or nine days, it's some sort of a performance in two different states, so she goes for a spell now, uh, Tony Zammett did say that before she won on Saturday night, in all likelihood that's w- what would happen, she's had a pretty long campaign, so she'll miss the fan to bar and be back for some of the fe- features in a couple of months' time, and explicit, well, he was just too good, uh, stepped to the front, 2960 odd. Um, he's got a big future, hasn't he? Just go, actually, just going back to the to the zoom top cat. I don't know whether you've had much of a look at the replays, but did you cop Palawa King? Yeah, it was an enormous run. Fell out of the boxes, but that's just become his norm, hasn't it? Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, you could live with that. But two or three times he took off, and you could see him running into the race very, very quickly, and he just kept running into trouble. So. Uh, he was a terrific run, and uh, he's going to be very, very hard to beat in the Phantom Bale series. Back here in New South Wales, we had a couple of feature race series uh, kicking off over the weekend. One of those was the Bulleye Cup final, which will be run this Friday night. Uh, some impressive performances there on Sunday. Daff and the market's now open with Tab. Yes, uh, that market went up this morning. I'll go down the page there. Got the feature $6.50, swindled at 9 Good odds, Cobber, $4.40. Equal favourite with the four zipping Megatron, $4.40. Zipping Remus at eight. Nangar Jim, 10. Nangar Larry, five. Come at a cost at $6.50. So you just don't see uh, prices like that in Greyhound Racing Cat. $4.40, the favourites. Uh, and then only $10 the outsider. They were really good heats, and the box draws made it all the more fascinating. Absolutely, it has. We're going to kick off this week's show by listening to the heat win of Nangar Jim. And they're racing now. Zipping Remus from the inside. Jump fast. Nangar Jim goes right with him and heads him now. Up to third placing is quantifiable. Fourth, the rails. Crypto Curly. They're followed then by Zipping Novak. Next, Mr. Yellowstone. Fantastic Spike. And Tigalong Ruby. At the home turn, Nangar Jim straightened up by two. Quantifiable's running on a bit of a danger. Nangar Jim a length in front. Quantifiable tries hard but can't reach Nangar Jim who went all the way and beat Zipping Remus. I think Nab second right on the wire from Quantifiable and Zipping Novak. Well, no stranger to the show and no stranger now to group racing, Joe McFadden who puts the polish on Nangar Jim. Good morning, Joe. Morning, Duff. Well, he's made a few of these group finals now. Obviously, uh, he won the, the Maitland Cup, but um, I'm a bit surprised that his price, he is the $10 outsider, and, and to me, he looks like one of the potential leaders. I nearly fell over when I just heard $10. I was like, turn yeah. it up. Um, yeah, that's a great price. Um, very hard race, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, like you said, potential leader. Um, they can't all get behind him. Um, no. And... Oh, if he pinches a little break, just like he did at Maitland, um, you know, dogs dogs can't balance up and get out after him and, and, and pick him up. Um, you know, if something gets right on his hammer, he, he might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, but, yeah, 
No, it's a would, it's a very decent price. Would it be fair to say that he's suited out wide? Yeah, he he just he from out wide he just he'll run a straight line sort of up the track, and then he as he gets to the bend he just cuts down. But um, yeah, definitely definitely middle middle to wide is his go. Now it hasn't all been smooth sailing for him the last couple of months, as Duff mentioned. He won the Maitland Cup back in December. Um, but just explain to the listeners what's been a few of the hiccups along the way with him because he's sort of been on and off the track. Yeah, he he had a trial the week before the Gosford Cup Series uh, and he, he had a little issue just underneath his stopper. Um, I think he trialled 29.16 um, and I was over the moon with him. Um, but since then... It's not so much the injury; it's the the working the dog sort of from week to week in between. Um, so his his routines been thrown out, um, but where it, it's all we're, I'm on top of it now. And uh, these last three weeks have been back to business as usual, and hence the the good performance on uh, on Sunday night. Now, Joe, you're a form student. Um, Zipping Megatron returned from a lengthy spell and gave that track record an awful fright. He ran 25.81 off the red, the yeah. record 25.78. Now, he goes to the blue box, uh, which is obviously not ideal. It's hard to see him being anywhere near the lead early. Uh, he's, I, I think his work's got out, but good odds Cobber had no luck at all uh, when, when running second to come at a cost. It might well be the big improver there from the white box. It's funny, Daffy took the words out of my mouth. Um, Frank Hurst has got a... He knows how to get him up for a big race. Um, look, the race is full of good trainers. Everybody in the, everybody in the race knows how to get him up. Um, but, yeah, he, he is, he's the smoky. He's the big improver. And the, the traders didn't miss him over... I think you said four dollars forty equal favourite. So, That's it. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely drawn fairly, fairly well, I, I would have thought. And the last one for me, the key to him is obviously a good beginning. Um, that is the worry with him, though. I suppose he can just sort of half the time, he, he can just miss the kick a little bit and he can't afford to do that on uh, Friday night, can he? No, not at all. He's got a, he's got a fire out. Um, but in saying that, I sort of, I believe that with, with his work being interrupted sort of during the week for the last couple of runs, he's, uh, he's been just that touch fresh. Um, and he's actually, if you watch his replays and really analyse it, he's actually been hitting his head on the boxes about 0.1 of a second before they open, and that's just been from just been over keen. Um, I think with the the work, um, you know, he began he began beautifully the other day, um, and he's going to strip fitter from that run too. I'd like to think that. You know, he'll find a little bit of time too. Um, he'll probably need to. Um, but yeah, I'm, look, you can't be, you know, by no means confident. But uh, look, within himself, he's just he's getting better and better with every run. He's getting, you know, I, I would have thought that he would have, you know, been ninety, ninety-five percent fit on Sunday. Um, so hopefully, he's cherry ripe Friday night. And Joe, he's, he's campaigned against the very best over the past four or five months 
and uh, he, he had some good racing at Wentworth Park. Is the plan to uh, to soldier on and, and get involved in the Golden Easter Egg? Um, the, po- quite possibly. Um, just depends on how how he's how he's going and um, how he is with it himself. There's also uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a that fifty thousand dollar race that's on at Grafton. That's right. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I think that's it, suiting. It might be on. It might be on either the week of the the heats. Might be on the the week of the egg final or the semi final or something. Okay. It sort of it sort of clashes. So we'll just have to um just see how he's going, and you know, we might might nominate him for the for the egg, and um just see how he how he performs in his heat, and if he makes a semi, we'll, we'll just push on, and if not. Go to Grafton, but yeah, it's um, there's a bit of a clash there, I think. All right, Joe. Well, as always, uh, good luck in that final on Sunday night. The good news for you is that we've had so many trainers on over the past three or four weeks, and it's amazing how many of them have been able to go on and win with their charges. So, although he's the outsider at ten dollars, you did point out he's he's drawn suitably out wide now, Gar Jim, in that Bulleye Cup final. As I said, the market is up and running now. Nice to talk to you, and we'll chat again soon. Hopefully you guys are the lucky charm. <laughs> I hope so. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. What do you make of that final, Cat? Honestly, any of the eight could win it, couldn't they? Yeah. I um I was quite taken by the run of Swindle, which ran second and got the feature. It was the slowest time, but still ran 26-11, beaten three lengths. But it bombed the start, which it doesn't normally do, and it's drawn up near the fence there. Uh it's nine dollars. You'll probably be able to get a little bit better come Sunday night, but uh, that's a must-watch. That one, particularly with uh, well, he's a star, isn't he? Zipping Met- Megatron in box four, one of the current four dollar forty equal favourites. Yeah, it's going to be an absolutely a hot race, and as you say, four dollars forty uh, equal favourites. It just really shows how open it is. All right, time for a short break. Gallo's pies are the best pies in Australia. They are. My favourite pies. A deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom that's rolled extra thin, and a filling using only 100% lean Aussie beef. These pies are bursting with flavour. Hey, Gallo, what about these air fryers? Yeah, Rabs, just whack the pies in the air fryer, and within a couple of minutes, you're good to go. Available in all Coles and Woolies stores. Gallo's pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Don't miss High Stakes Harness Racing this March with the Sky Racing Carnival of Miracles at Club Menangle. Saturday, March 2 is the carnival opening with the Cordina Chicken Farms Chariots of Fire. Entry is free, so get your tickets now at clubmenangle.com.au. At TAB, we're on for French racing. To celebrate, we're giving away a VIP trip for two to Paris and the Arc de Triomphe this October. To go in the draw, simply place a minimum $10 win bet on any French race between February 1st and April 13th. TAB, we're on. Excludes SAACT and WA residents. 18 plus only. Ends April 13th. T's and C's apply. New South Wales Authority number TP forward slash 2113. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call gamblinghelponline.org.au. Right now, Toyota Material Handling is having a massive clear-out of 2023 plated forklifts. Score a great deal across a selected range of new Toyota forklifts currently in stock. Counterbalance and reach forklifts, walkie stackers and more. So if it's 2023 plated, get a great Toyota forklift deal. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au Get a Toyota forklift. 
Terms and C's apply. Offer ends March 31st. It's Cheval Grand! Cheval Grand goes on and wins the Japan Cup! The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Ready for a start? It's Canberra's first million-dollar race day, and it's on March 10. Black Opal Stakes, and the field is set. The John McGrath Auto Group Black Opal Stakes Race Day, with a massive 10-race program, including four stakes races highlighted by the Group 3 Black Opal Stakes and listed Tab Canberra Cup. The Rapaho for the Tab Canberra Cup. Don't miss out on this great day with food vans, pop-ups, and live music. All-inclusive packages, memberships, and tickets available at thoroughbredpark.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing. Pretty level dispatch. Ferrari driver was nicely away, but here comes the favourite, Mr. Peregrine, and will lead by five lengths in the early stages. There was trouble out the back. Getting up into second spot is Curio Dancer, followed by Prowlis, with Subsonic about midfield, with Charlie's pick, followed by Western Wright, with Ferrari Driver, and he's unsure was it bother, but is chasing the field. Coming to the corner, and Mr. Peregrine, Solar March, it's about 10 lengths in front, and extending, and a big winner, Mr. Peregrine bolts in, second home will be Prowlis. Peregrine taking out a heat of the Robert Smith Memorial Maiden at the Gardens on Saturday night and Daff 29 and 14 for a debut performance. It was something special, wasn't it? It was. The record uh, being 28.96, so not far away from that. Now, you race there pretty often and I know you follow them closely. 29.14, put that into context for us. Look, they'll struggle to run that in a lot of heats of the blacktop. It's absolutely airborne. Um, 17 and a quarter lengths, as we we just mentioned, absolutely demolished them. Um, yeah, I, I can struggle to remember a maiden, maybe, perhaps even maybe something like Zipping Bailey back in the day. I think my Margar- mm-hmm. Nita Margarita uh, might have gone around the 25 mark uh, a few months ago. But other than that, I, I can't really remember anything going he's, out as a maiden. He's an interesting breed, Um by Barsha Bale out of Angel Glow, which obviously started her career in Victoria. Uh, she won a few features um, at, at Dapto, etc. But she raced on after having had a litter of this litter of pups. Yeah, she's actually still racing at the moment. Still racing, she, yeah. yeah. She was scratched at, um, at Richmond on Sunday night, uh, but she is actually still racing and um, a little bit like Idolize uh, Daff, who is still racing after having a litter of pups. It's just phenomenal effort from the trainer um, to, to get them back and keep them up and, and racing so well. And Angel Glow, this is, it's not a, not a bad little litter. Um, there's a, a couple that are going well. There's not without down in Victoria as well. That's um, racing particularly well. Oh, sorry, not down in Victoria. Jane's got it up here. It's been yeah. racing uh, really well at Richmond. It won there uh, last week in 29.50 odds. So um, it looks like there's plenty from the litter that can run. Well, it's in tomorrow night, not without at Richmond. Race 8, Box 5. Uh, you'd think it would be pretty short. It's unbeaten from six starts. You mentioned that what it ran at Richmond. Well, it's been ran there in 29.34. And, and of course, the other one, uh, the other time that it put on the ball was 29.47 at Wentworth Park. So, you know, he's got a massive future as well, not without. Yeah, definitely. Now let's chat about some of those other heats from uh, Saturday night. Heat 1 was taken out by Euphoria for Craig Chapelow in 29.49. Did you manage to catch that one, Daff? I had a look at the replay yesterday and, and no surprise to see uh, Craig in, in the winner's list again. It ran 29.49, as you said, a, a pretty serviceable run, had the red box, so you'd think uh, it would derive plenty of improvement there. 
Yep, and Lottie Ellie uh, won her heat in 29 and 94. Yeah, only a steady time. Power, uh, Power and Glory was an odds-on favourite there and probably should have nearly won, but beating a chick over four links in that 29-94. It's going to be an absolutely hot final this week, Daff. Um, Mr Peregrine would have to um, naturally go into it as the one to beat. Yeah, dependent on the draw, Cat. Um, you know... Well, the, the lids went up the other night, and he was a length in front at the uh, at box rise, and just powered away after that. So, assuming that's the way that he races, um, either well, you would think that the box draw won't really matter. He's going to be short either way. But if he was to draw up near the inside one or two, going to be one of the shortest price favourites in a feature final at, uh, at that track for a while. Yeah, most definitely. So that is going to be run on Saturday night. Um, Worth $20,000, which is a, a nice little paycheck for the Maiden Dogs too, Daff, as we wrap up. And nice to see Jane Crothers back with good greyhounds. Uh, always had good greyhounds. The, the Crothers kennel, uh, obviously we go right back to Rapid Journey, but, uh, gee, they've got a couple of uh, potential stars here, Mr Peregrine and Not Without. Definitely. Uh, we might take a short break on Going Greyhounds and be back soon. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker. At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. How good is the bull? You've heard about it. Now it's time to find out for yourself with Ambassador Travel. All roads lead to Warnerbull in May for three action-packed days of racing action with some of Australia's premier jumps events like the Grand Annual Steeplechase and the Gallywood Hurdle as well as the Wongoom and the Warnerbull Cup. Plus you'll take in the Great Ocean Road, Port Campbell National Park and the unmissable 12 Apostles. Book now to avoid disappointment and create a lifetime of memories. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Our last guest for this morning is Mick Eberrand, who has joined us to have a, a chat about one of his uh, superstar greyhounds, Aussie Infrared. Um, of course, has been quite a good sire for a number of years, Daff. Um, just before we get Mick on, just a quick comment on Aussie Infrared. Of course, the Maitland Cup winner from a few years back and what he's done at stud. Um, he probably wasn't one of the glamour greyhounds when he first went to stud, but geez, he's, he's really outperformed himself. Well, he certainly has. Uh, obviously, when you have a look back through his form, uh, he was at home on those one bend tracks, and you know his early pace was was what was his big plus, and he obviously injected that into a lot of his pups. But having said that, some of them have been able to get over a longer trip as well. But uh, gee, time gets away. Here he is. Um, what mate? What are we in? February 2024, and he's retired already. He actually was whelped in May 2014. Amazing, amazing. Um, joining us now is Mick to have a chat about his star because he has a special announcement. Good morning to you, Mick. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, our news this morning is um, we notified um, Graham's Australia yesterday that um, Aussie, Aussie is retired from stud uh, duties officially. Um, so, yeah, it's been speculation for a while now. He's rising 10 years old, so... I'm certainly right, and um, yeah, it's been a, a great journey for us, and a lot of uh, breeders and followers support him along the way. So we'd like to thank people for that, and um, yeah, thanks for thanks for the opportunity to let people know. 
He has been a wonderful sire, Mick. Um, and you're right, uh, well, 10 years of age now. How is he physically? He's good, mate. He's Well, he's always been our pet from whenever he's racing and uh, and stud. And I mean, going to the whole journey is quite accidental for us. Uh, sort of was never intended, but it's just uh, gone along. And he's been our pet for a long time. He's been home now for quite a while, even while he's been uh, conducting his stud duties. Um, he was only very sparingly drawn last year to try to keep him, you know, his welfare number one. And um, he'll now continue to live out his days with us. Uh, here he'll continue. Nothing will change for him as, um, as our pet, as a family pet with a couple of the other dogs we've got. Now, Mick, I know you always had a big impression of this boy and you're always confident that he'd make it as a sire, but even what he's done on the track uh, or done in the breeding barn, it must really surprise you because uh, just looking through some of his top progeny, you've got Elite Machine, Aussie Rocks, uh, both Group 1 winners, La La Kiwi, who of course won, I think it was an Australian Cup, Zipping Kyrgios, Big Energy, Federal Infrared, the New Zealand Star Electrified, Catch a Thief, Kai Bale, Ebby Infrared, uh, and then we've also got young ones coming through at the moment, like Tim Zhu. Um, it must just absolutely outstand you what your boys managed to do on the racetrack. Yeah, I think um, Jeff Collins is who trained uh, Rods and Jeff trained him initially. Well, they trained him, and um, they were the ones really had the confidence in putting him to stud due to his bloodlines and his performance and his his chasing uh, his natural chasing instinct. Um, but I think it'd be fair to say even Jeff would probably be. Uh, wrapped with the performance. I mean, he's just from the. He was he was only low. He was only patronised very um, small the first year, and he had 15 litters and then 18, and we were really unsure whether he'd take off or not. Um, and um, but that he did, and really he hasn't since he since that first uh, crop of litters became racing age. He really hasn't been without group class performance on the track. So I think started with Ebby Infrared and um, Caps the Thief during COVID. We had. You know, in each each of the leading states, we had um, top dogs running, and it just continued to there. And even to last night, I actually thought the Steelers run at Hobart, but I mean that that dog looks like he's something right out of the box. That was just really impressive last night. So, and they'll continue to come for a while 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 Aussie's journey at Studs uh, finished. There's a lot of um, young pups and and uh, people have already got his vials that will continue. So he'll be around for a while yet. And also pleasing to see some of his grand daughters uh, uh sorry some of his daughters are now producing at stud too so we'll see him in the bloodlines for a while which is you know something we're really proud of yeah he's a pup with a lot of potential dealer in tasmania and of course Roz and and jeff have got a, a deep history in being able to pick out these stud dogs and and have uh, terrific success with them mick take us back to when it all started for him he had early racing, a lot of it at Bulleye, and I guess it would be fair to say, looking through his form, he didn't set the world on fire. Then he turned up in Victoria, and that's where it all fell into place. Yeah, I guess um, prior to that, I probably didn't. It's always just been a hobby for us. So prior to that, we didn't have a lot of success. And uh, then we sort of brought Ebby Ness as a... Um, uh, my son wanted to uh, buy a greyhound, so we, we after having him earlier, we got her, and she turned into a champion brood bitch. And produced a number of champions, Ebby Ripper, Aussie, Barking Bad, Suffragette, etc. Um, so I guess I could say, honestly, didn't know too much what I was doing. I sent him down to Victoria. Jeff was kind enough to take him for a crack at the um, launching pad, and mm-hmm. uh, he got down there and just said, "Mate, this dog's not 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 in the not in the state, you know, to be ready to compete in the launching pad." But I really like him. He's got some potential. Can I have a go of him? I said, "Yeah, sure." It was pretty 
ruck with that, given Jeff's reputation. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I remember he rang me when he started trialing him and saying that this these clock, the, the clock on these trials, I'm not sure if we're clocking the lure or not because um, he's running like track record times in his trials. It's just phenomenal. So took off from there. And while he, he while his form does show he was a one track dog, he was really starting to put it together um, towards the end of his career. Jeff was quietly confident of a Melbourne Cup preparation for him, but. Uh, he actually caught a lure in a trial at Sandown and hurt himself and came back and he won a heat of a group race and then hurt it again. So at that point, we retired in the stud. And last one from me, Mick. Um, just talk us through, as an owner, having bred him yourself, um, obviously you don't own the progeny that's been on the racetrack, but what kind of satisfaction has it given you to see them go so well? Oh, it's just really enjoyable, Kat. Like, I, I, I feel like... When I watch the progeny, it doesn't matter where it is, of Mount Gambia, Potts Park, or um, or Melbourne Cup night. Um, we I just enjoy feel connected to the um, to the progeny, and um, and we really enjoy it. It's been really privilege for us. We really appreciate it, the, the opportunity that's given us. And Mick, finally, um, they seem to live on forever. Size in this day and age. Uh, okay, he's retired from duties, but you said before that you've got some vials. How long, uh, or how many have you got, and how long can they last? <laughs> um, we've probably got I don't know six nine months worth. We haven't got a lot because um, as oh, I said, right. yeah. When um, when he first went to stud, the the man wasn't high, and he, for a fair while there he wasn't being drawn. Um, and then like he started getting older as the as the demand really took off, and we haven't been able to catch up since then. So he's always okay. uh, had much stronger demand than what we could produce. So you know we reckon we've got probably you know, he said the hundred bitches. Uh, two years ago, I went like around 70 last year, so it's probably nine months worth at a, at a guess. Um, there is some vials out there, like people have bought them, uh, intending to put them to a particular bit, so you'll see that. And um, some, some there's some exciting, some exciting uh, matings around, so I'm sure we'll see them. Uh, I just purchased two myself out of an American um, bitch called uh, Beautiful Teas, uh, very good American performer, and um. And and uh, pups in the US as well, so I've, I've got a couple of those. So there'll be some exciting times to come. But for Rosie, it's time for him to put his feet up. Yeah, it will be exciting times ahead. And I suppose the good news is that the Aussie infrared name will see him for another three or four years at least. So that's good yeah. news. Uh, wonderful job with him. Uh, he's been a thanks. super sire, uh, as he was a good race dog. So thanks for your time this morning, Mick, and good luck with the Aussie infrareds going forward. Thanks, guys. Much appreciate having me on. Thank you. Aussie infrared. Retired from stud. Yeah, obviously uh, it would have had to have been a tough decision for Mick, but uh, that is the good thing about um, what he does. He puts the dog's welfare first, and now that he's obviously becoming a little bit older, it's um, all about keeping him safe and well and extending his life. He's, he's done his job, so um, yeah, good the, to see that he gets a life of luxury. A lot of the listeners, Kate, might be wondering, is 10 years old old for a greyhound or young? It seems to me that um, stud duties, if they're going okay, Ten is about the age where they uh, where they withdraw them from stud duties. Yeah, I, uh, to be honest, I'm not really that involved in the in the size uh, side of things. But I would have thought, yeah, um, a good innings for a greyhound is ten to twelve years of age. So uh, you wouldn't want to overtax them um, when they get to that age. That's for sure. Um, before we do go, Daff, a, a little bit of sad news coming through this morning that we can announce. That is Windra All Class. 
uh, the Group 1 Futurity winner from last year, has mm-hmm. been retired. Unfortunately, we haven't seen her on the track for quite a while, but uh, she was in trials to come back and unfortunately suffered an injury in a trial last week. So she's been retired and she will live out a life of luxury, luxury with her owner, Brian Barton, and she'll uh, no doubt become a mum in the future. That is uh, bad luck there. She was a terrific greyhound, uh, as we know. And I think she's going to feature in some of these uh, New South Wales Grey End of the Year awards coming up. Did I read that somewhere the other day? Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely one of the considerations for run of the year. So, um, mm. yeah, hopefully. We uh, can relive all that then. Yeah, we definitely will. All right, Kat, uh, that's going Greyhounds for another week. You're off to the Meadows on Saturday night again, I assume, for the... Uh, for the four semis of the Australian Cup. I'm not sure when that draw or those draws will be done, perhaps tomorrow. But from what we saw from the heats the other night, it's going to be a big night's racing there on Saturday night. It will for sure. They're absolutely stacked, these heats. The interesting thing was there was no interstate greyhounds contesting the heats, but the Victorians are out in force and uh, they look really strong. The heats the other night, eight heats of them, the first three go through, plus the eight finalists from the Temley. So... It's going to be no place for the faint-hearted at the Meadows on Saturday night. The Fantabelle Superstayers heats will were be you, on as well. Were you surprised at the time that Hector Foley ran? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's an absolute freak of a dog. and there's never He is been when any... he gets clear, but he wasn't clear early. Yeah, he wasn't clear early, but he just managed to slot into that nice position through the first turn, and from there he never really um, looked like he was going to be beaten from there, did he? No, he didn't. No, he's a, he's a star. Okay, uh, Saturday night, Sky Racing Active, um, Sky Coverage, Play Central. You'll be on there along with Jason Adams and Dan Huddy, I'm assuming. Yep, the boys will be out on track with me, so looking forward to it. You have a good week, and next Tuesday we will no doubt be having an in-depth look at those two finals the next Saturday night, the Australian Cup and the Fanta Bale. Thanks, Steph.